This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. Whether you've ever thought about it, but um, when Easter sort of is here and it's upon us and then it's gone, what happened after that? What happened after the resurrection? When Easter ends and the resurrection has happened, we can take a moment to sort of go, the greatest miracle that ever has occurred has just occurred, that Christ has risen from the dead. He's defeated sin and death. And he's well and truly handed it to Satan. And you think, well, you know, that's enough. Wow. Let's sit and let's just bask in the magnificence of that. But of course, there is more. You see, naturally, Jesus' followers, well, they would have doubted the resurrection, wouldn't they? They would have doubted. There would be those that hadn't yet seen and would think to themselves, Jesus is risen from the dead. You've seen him. The tomb was empty. And you're telling me that he's risen. And they'll be like, well, that's what he said was going to happen. But we just didn't understand. But yeah, that's what has happened. We've seen Jesus. And you know, I guess... We know the guy, Thomas, don't we? And straight away you've gone, oh, doubting Thomas. Poor chap. Poor chap. Because I would say to any of us in that scenario, if Jesus appeared to the 11 and to the 10, Thomas wasn't there. I'd have definitely gone, of course you have. No, but we've seen Jesus. He's appeared to us. I like you. But, no, but Thomas, we have. We've seen him. And Thomas says, you know, unless I can put my hands in the scars on his hands, and unless I can put my hand in the side and I can touch and feel and see, how can I possibly believe? And God in his goodness allows Jesus to indeed just do that. And in that uh, passage that Laura read for us, John chapter uh, 20, verse 24, it says, Now Thomas called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into the side, I will not believe it. And a week later... His disciples were in the house again. And Thomas, yay, Thomas was with them. Just take a moment to listen to this. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them. Yes, that's what happened. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, just as Thomas had requested, Put your fingers here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. And Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. 
Poor Thomas, you know, he wasn't the only one that doubted. We can be absolutely sure of that. You think of even the morning of the resurrection and Peter, you remember him. He ran all the way to the tomb because the, the words seem like nonsense to them. And this is the point, you see, that when we hear it, sometimes we think, how is that possible? How can that be possible that Christ has risen from the dead? Jesus, in his goodness, as we've said, appears to Thomas. But I can't quite imagine the scene, can you? That as we understand there that the doors were locked, and they weren't locked just because that's what they used to do. We just locked the doors. Now we live in a society where we have to do that, don't we? But you know, they were locking the doors because they were frightened to death that they were going to get dragged out onto the street and killed. We're for Jesus, are you? Then we'll take your life. They were absolutely petrified, and rightly so. Because they were in a place where they were not welcome. Jesus' followers were not welcome. They just crucified the Messiah. Can we just get our heads around that for a minute? The very author and perfecter of our faith was just dragged to a cruel cross. There he was nailed to that cross. Beaten beyond recognition as a man. You bet they were hiding. You bet the doors were locked. And just imagine the panic when Jesus appears. I bet they didn't go, oh, hey up. Can you imagine, just for a second, just think about it. You'd be like, what on earth? Who, how, who, where? How have you even got in here? The doors are locked. The cat flap. (laughs) Just checking you were listening. I don't believe they had a cat. (laughs) But Jesus, with his resurrection body, the walls ain't going to stop him, are they? That excites me. Just a little bit. You know, just, just popping through. I mean, it would have saved a world of time. <laughs> it really would have. And a lot of heartache and pain, because there was a moment during that, uh, that put in the door in that I did nearly cry. But you can't quite imagine the scene. But you, you put yourself there and, and, and naturally, the, the, the renewal of faith that that would have given the disciples. No, no, Jesus is with us. Look, Thomas, we, we told you. We told you it had happened. And Thomas is like, I, it's incredible. Now I've touched and I've felt, I absolutely can't do anything but believe. And then we get this wonder of Scripture, which is for you and me this morning. That This bit I love because we can read over these things. But verse 29, then Jesus told them, because you have seen me, then you have believed. Church, this morning, blessed are we, listen to this, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. That's us. This is Jesus saying we are blessed because we believe. We haven't seen him. We haven't got to do what Thomas got to do. We we may have requested it. Lord, I just want to see you. The good news is that my Bible tells me that one day we will see our Saviour face to face. Amen? 
That's the sort of stuff that excites us because when Monday morning comes around, we know that we can cling on to the fact that Jesus is with us, that he's given us his Holy Spirit, that we're not on our own. The disciples, they locked the doors, they were petrified because they thought they were by themselves. But that's not the case, is it? That God in his goodness for you and I, we, we've believed even though we've not yet seen, but by his grace and his mercy that we're not on our own. We don't need to lock the doors or worry about the enemy in the sense that he's going to have victory because my Bible also tells me that Christ's won. Yeah? That he has won. And it, the t- it tells me too that he's going to build his church. The gates of hell aren't going to stand against it. So am I worried about people throwing eggs or stones or bricks or whatever at the windows? So what? We'll fix them. And if they keep knocking them out, we'll leave them open. At least they can hear us on a Sunday morning. But you see, we operate with the faith that says, no, God's got this. He's in control. He's going to do what needs to be done. And all we need to do in faith and obedience is just keep stepping for him. Lord, am I on my own today? And he says, Matthew, no. Look in my word. You are not on your own. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Yeah, but it feels like you're not there. Talk to me. Read my word and have absolute assurance that I am with you and I will not let you go. The other thing that I find incredible about this passage of scripture is that as John records it for us, he says uh, in verse 30, Jesus did many other miracles and signs, uh, miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. Ever read that and just read over it? They're not recorded. I want to know. I want to know. So when I get to glory, I'm going to say, Lord, just just two minutes. That's all I need. Just two minutes. Just, just tell me what were those things. Because we can only sort of grasp at perhaps what happened. But you, you think about the story that uh, John did a, a week or so ago, maybe last week even, um, in John chapter 21 with a miraculous catch, catch of fish. These are all things that happened um, as Jesus was risen and that, um, in the weeks that ensued after his resurrection. And, and that's a miracle in its own sense. But of course there he talks to Peter around the fire and, and says to Peter, you know, I, I love you. Do you love me? And Peter says, I, I love you. And he asks him again. And he asks him a third time. Because Peter needed to know, you see, that he loved him. Peter needed to know Jesus knew. And these are the things that sort of happen after uh, the Lord was resurrected from the dead. And, and I guess we can miss these things. There were so many things that occurred. In fact, if you've got a, an NIV study Bible... Not that that's the only Bible out there. You you can, of course, have any other study Bible. But in an NIV study Bible, it gives you resurrection appearances um, just on the the side of the page there. And it tells you all the different places where Jesus was seen. And that's important because we need to grasp that, yes, Jesus was seen after he was crucified, after he was buried in the tomb. His life had gone from him. He'd given up his spirit. And, and the Roman uh, soldier, the centurion there, as he thrust the spear into his side, now came water and then blood. He would have known that Jesus was dead because that's what happens at death. A sack of water fills. There's medical people in here, so I'll be careful. 
But there's a, a sack of water around the heart, and as clear liquid and as red liquid came out, the, the, remember, experts in execution would have known full well that Jesus was dead. But I do like those that say, oh, well, you know, perhaps he was just wounded. Three days later, after having his beard ripped out, beaten beyond recognition, whipped with a whip that wasn't just a whip. There were pieces of bone tied to that whip so that it ripped out internals, okay? Intestines all the lot, hanging out. Three days after that, he was just wounded. Was he? Don't talk nonsense. Read what the Word of God says. Soak it up. Because unless we do that, unless we give it our full attention, we can take on the fact that, oh, well, that's somebody said. Don't take on somebody said. Go and have a look. And as we do that, we can see then that in God's grace and his goodness, that Jesus was indeed raised from the dead and was walking and talking with his disciples so many different appearances to people affirmation to them that Jesus is risen from the dead and and I guess the reason that that's important is is this we as the New Testament church hello that we as the New Testament church in the the new covenant the new promise of God that Jesus' work is enough. I don't need to sacrifice things anymore. Those days are done. Jesus was the final sacrifice. I don't need to work my way to heaven. That's impossible. Christ has done what needed to be done. That in the new covenant, I stand here this morning and I know that my Savior has done it all. And I cling to the words of Scripture. I cling to the fact that I have Jesus in my heart. And so many times throughout my life, day after day, I can see his hand in my life. And that's brilliant. And I love that. Imagine for one second that you're in a world where you are going to die if you tell somebody about Jesus. These places exist. Doesn't happen in the United Kingdom. Not at this point. I'm sure it's coming. But these disciples here, these followers of Jesus, at one point more than 500 Jesus appears to, they would have needed to know wholeheartedly that Jesus was indeed alive. Why? Because most of them were executed. Most of them were martyred for him. Now you tell me that if you've got so much inside of you that says, I cannot deny what I've seen, then I'm going to have to take your life. Then okay, so be it. How much does that take? How much does that take? And you know, I guess that the, the claim for us this morning, we say we know and love the Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, if your life was on the line for it, what would we do? And this is the point, you see. We have to be rooted in the very word of God. We have to be strong in our conviction that we know and love the Lord. It can't just be hairy, fairy nonsense because the truth is that when life starts taking its toll, we can so easily get swept aside and go, well, you know, I go to church, but psh, I mean, I can drop that. Don't, don't be killing me. It's this lot you've got to worry about. Now, of course, nobody would do that here. But, you know, these people had to know and be sure because they were willing to give their lives. And don't just think they were people dressed in toweling and sandals on. Eh. No, put the picture in your mind. They had wives and children. They had homes. 
They are things that they clung to like we do. Don't, don't just read over it as though it's just a fairy story. No, this is reality. You know, they were martyred in some horrific ways. From being crucified upside down, to being boiled alive, to being burned at the stake. Heck, if you could dream it up, that happened. These people had to be sure that they knew that the Lord was indeed for them and that he had risen from the dead because church, they were going to be tested. And I guess we have to root ourselves firm in the knowledge that by God's grace, yes, we might not be tested to that extreme, but we need to know. You know, often we get knocked off our perch by a strong word or a cold shoulder off somebody. Oh, you go to church, you're one of them, are you? What, saved, redeemed, set free? Hi. I'm probably too arrogant to be having those conversations with, but heck. But, you know, naturally, we we can sort of go, oh, you know, I'm just so tired of everybody so nasty to me because I follow Jesus. I've only been to church like three times this month. Where's our conviction? Where's our stance to say, you know, he is risen? I don't care really what you think. In fact, what I'd rather you do is just sit down and listen to me. Let me share the gospel with you, the the good news about Jesus Christ. Don't take what you hear on the news. Let me share it with you. Don't judge me because you don't know me. Let me tell you about Christ. Christ was enough for them. Christ is enough for us. Amen. And Jesus taught them. He loved them until he returned to glory. And by his grace, at that point, he didn't leave us on our own. In fact, he sent the Holy Spirit to guide them and to teach them and to lead them on. The same for you and I today. We have his word, don't we? We have his love and we have the Holy Spirit in our hearts to guide us on this journey. Friends, I want to encourage us this morning that if we haven't already, that we need to know Jesus that we need to stand firm on his love, that we need to know him firsthand, that we need to experience that love in our lives, not just take everybody else's word for it. You know, this morning, you might consider yourself a Christian, but have never made that step where it says, Jesus, I am sorry for the sin in my life. Don't just think because you were brought up in a Christian home or in a Christian country, we cling to that, that that, that makes you a Christian, because it doesn't. The Bible tells us that we need to repent of our sin, that we need to say, Lord, I am sorry for the sin in my life. And then we say, please come into my heart and change me from the inside out. Make me new. And the Bible says that if we believe in our heart, we confess with our mouth that Christ is Lord, then we will be saved. That's the promise and assurance that we have. I want to encourage us this morning that we then have the opportunity that one day we will see those scars and we get to say, Jesus, just two minutes of your time. I just want to know what those other miracles were. He was crushed for you and for me. He died for us. But the Bible tells us he conquered sin and death. And he says to us this morning, come and receive me. You know, you know the Great Commission, Matthew 28. It's the very basis on which Hope Church is built. That we stand firm, that we go out into all the world and we preach the gospel. This is what we're going to do. 
This is what we've been doing. In fact, I, I bought my parents here yesterday because um, they hadn't seen the place. So they, they came in to have a look. I switched everything on, as you do. Made sure they got the full feel. <laughs> and I said, uh, I said, you know, this, this enables us to, to get done and, and do what needs to be done. And my mum, bless her, she said, I think you're already doing that. And you know, that's it, church. You know, let's take encouragement that we've been doing the Lord's work, that we're serving him wholeheartedly. And he has huge plans beyond what I can even dream up. And my mind wanders. <laughs> but by his grace and his goodness, you know, he has big plans. And we're just a small group of people that I have no doubt is going to grow uh, in spiritual, in wisdom and knowledge, in stature. And we keep our eyes fixed on him. And this morning, again, as I've already said, we go out of that door, we look up and we say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And you know, next Sunday, you might need that refreshing. You walk back in and you go, I remember, this is what we're doing. This is why we're here. This is why I'm here. And this is what we're going to do. Amen. Let's just pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for, for Jesus. We want to thank you for your love, Father, that's broken our chains and has set us free in Christ. Father, I pray that your spirit might move and it might be at work in hearts. Father, hearts that possibly might be away from you this morning, we ask that you might draw them to you, that they might receive your son and they might receive eternal life. We just want to thank you, Jesus, that we're a blessed people. Help us to live in this knowledge and to serve and love you all the days of our lives. Father, we pray that you might bless us and protect us this coming week. And we pray that, Lord, as we just enjoy time together as a family, that you might just enrich us and just help us to know and understand that we're loved. We're saved, redeemed, and set free. And we ask all of things, these things in and through our Saviour's precious name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.